My Seven Chakras, episode 174. The difference between great people and everyone else is that great people create their lives actively, while everyone else is created by their lives, passively waiting to see where life takes them next. The difference between the two is the difference between living fully and just existing. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Taker? AJ here, also known as Aditya, and you are back to the show where we dig deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will change your life. This is your go-to show if you've always been wanting to find out your reason for being here on this earth. So if this is your first time, make sure you click subscribe to receive notifications about our episodes three times a week. Action Taker, in today's show, we're going to talk about going beyond your wildest genes. But before that, I'm going to read out our latest iTunes review. The review is by Christine, who writes, Thank you for bringing this inspirational podcast station to the world, Aditya. I greatly appreciate listening almost every day on my work commute. I'm going to take action soon, but deciding on a modality is the question. So much great info. Action Drive, whether you're on your way to work, at home, in the gym, or on the beach, it's always the right time to listen to my seven chakras. And if you want your review to be read out as well, do leave us your thoughts and views in the form of an iTunes review because I love reading them. Two ways you can do that. If you're already on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit the review button and then hit write a review. You can also type in this link onto your browser to jump directly onto the review page. The link is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Action Tribe, I know that you're super busy taking action, but remember, even one review from you can make a world of a difference because reviews help us get more exposure and in the process, attract more action takers just like yourself. So help me help you. All right. We are now ready to welcome our very special guest for today, Dr. Wanda Lee McPhee. So Dr. Wanda, are you ready to inspire? I am ready. Awesome. So Dr. Wanda Lee McPhee has been involved in the chiropractic profession for 20 years with provincial and national experience in both regulatory and professional association roles in chiropractic. A practice consultant, speaker and group facilitator, she has worked to facilitate practices that grow into their potential. She is one of the 15 chiropractors in Canada to be awarded the Canadian Chiropractic Association Medal of Merit. So Dr. Wanda, I've given our listeners a short bio about you, but take a few seconds and tell us a bit more about your story or add in some fun facts about you. Thank you very much. That is kind of a snapshot, I guess, of what I do and partly who I am. I certainly feel that chiropractic was a calling for me. I knew I was going to be a chiropractor from a fairly young age. It just seemed to be the best fit for me. Um, and I've been a chiropractor for almost 23 years now. I am the wife of a chiropractor. 
and the mom of two teenagers. So that keeps me hopping in the other hours of the day, driving various children to lots of activities. Of course, we're Canadian, so hockey, football, sailing, all kinds of, of busy children lives as well. But in terms of who I really am, I think um, I've been a lifelong learner and really a personal growth expander. Um, and that's why I was so excited to be invited to participate in this show with you today. I've studied with some of the best personal development and uh, business development gurus around North America and certainly in other parts of the world. And I'm thrilled to be able to pass on some of what they have given to me, perhaps to somebody else. The way we apply that in, in healthcare, in chiropractic, is with every single patient trying to help them see a better future, not just see that they can be better than where they are today, that yes, they can be out of pain or they can feel better tomorrow, but where will they be in 20 years? Where will they be in 50 years? What path is, are they starting to go down and is it going to end up in the place that they want to be when they get there? Uh, sometimes people start down a path and they realize too late that they're heading in the wrong direction or they're heading towards an outcome that's that's not really the one that they were looking for. So if we can give people that opportunity to, to plan their lives and plan their health a little more actively, I think we can really change the world. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. And like we always do, let's begin with some inspiration. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell us how you apply this quote in your day-to-day -day life. This was the hardest question. Um, I knew you were going to ask me for a quote. That was one of the few things that I was really struggling to, to prepare for today. I have quotes posted. If you could see the bulletin board in front of my computer here, I have quotes posted everywhere. I have books of quotes. I love collecting wisdom. Mm -hmm. But the one that popped out in front of me when I was preparing for this session today was from Michael Gerber, who's the author of um, The E-Myth. And it's, it's one that ties together a lot of other things that I pull from. But here's his quote, the difference between great people and everyone else is that great people create their lives actively, while everyone else is created by their lives, passively waiting to see where life takes them next. The difference between the two is the difference between living fully and just existing. So for me, it says creating your life actively. It doesn't say live in action. It doesn't say run around from crisis to crisis or be at the whim of other people's agendas or other people's values or other people's activity. It means creating your life, visualizing, dreaming, stepping into the flow, being in the moment of where you are and, and knowing where you're going and being aware and awake of what's happening with you. Because I do believe that the universe is happening for you, not to you. But sometimes we're numb to that or we're too passive to that. And we miss those opportunities until maybe the next time they come around. So by being creative and creating your life actively, you have the ultimate power over where you are now and you have the ultimate power over where you are next and where you are in the future. And those outcomes that you create in your lives are so much more about how aware you are, how you choose to react to your circumstances, how you choose to act in response to that, far more important than anything that's happening to you or to anyone around you. That just always is a, an anchor for me to come back to when it starts to feel like the world is pulling you in different directions or things just aren't going your way, is to just step back and see, okay, where is this taking me? And am I creating this actively? Of course, I'm creating it. Am I creating it because I've, I'm having negative thoughts? Am I creating it because I haven't been living by my own values? Am I creating it because I have allowed something 
poisonous into my environment, into my life, some person, place, or thing? And how can I then create something different? So firstly, I love this quote. The difference is that great people create their lives actively and not passively. They live fully and not just exist. So love this quote and love the emphasis that you've placed on being aware, visualizing, taking action, and being aware of the opportunities that come whenever they do. So thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, let's begin. For someone who is new to the world of chiropractic, as a chiropractor, what sort of challenges do you help people overcome? Well, as a chiropractor in my in my private practice, we deal a lot with people who are looking to live healthier lives. They're either feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling fatigued, they're feeling maybe some sort of discomfort, um, and giving them an active tool to allow their body to heal itself. Chiropractic is based on the foundational premise that the body heals itself. I mean, if we cut ourselves, the body will heal. We don't need a Band-Aid. We don't need to put anything on the cut. Our body will heal it as long as there's nothing interfering with that. We haven't left a stick in our skin or we haven't been picking at the scab or we haven't been doing something to interfere with the natural healing process of the body. So knowing that and being inspired and empowered by the idea that your body heals itself, we just have to make sure that there's no interference. And the main coordinator and controller of that healing process and of your body's processes internally is your nervous system. Mm. So through working with your spine and nervous system, working with your brain and giving that nervous system a chance to function at its true best, that's going to allow your body to know what's going on, interpret that properly, and then provide itself with the right tools to heal. So that's that side of what I do. Of course, when we're talking about Beyond Your Wildest Genes with my partners in New Jersey, we talk a lot about how health is not determined by your genes. It is so much more beyond that. And it really builds on that concept of the body healing itself, given the right opportunities and circumstances. And so just like in chiropractic, we see health as a tripod. There's physical, there's chemical or nutritional, environmental. And then the third is the emotional and spiritual and psychological well-being. So we when we deal with patients, when we deal with clients and, and our own listeners through Beyond Your Wildest Genes, we really try to help people understand that those three legs of the health stool have to be healthy. If any one of them is maybe being ignored or being damaged, then the stool is going to be tippy. A lot of people, when they first come to me as a chiropractor, when we talk to them in public about health, really have this misconception that they're going to end up just like their parents. That, you know, my dad has arthritis or my mom had a heart problem or so-and-so in my family has arthritis and therefore I'm likely to end up there. Uh, in science, however, we know that only about 10%, maybe at most 14% of your health determinants are genetic. Mm -hmm. And even of those, you can turn on and off those genes by how you treat your body and how you live, how you think how you act, the choices that you make. So that's the part that if we can empower people with first the inspiration like you do to, to take those steps and then the proper tools and the resources and the experts and the places that they can access the tools that they are needing, um, then we can create the other 90% of our health, which is going to change how the world operates in the future. 
So by making a little bit better choice in maybe what we eat, what we think about, what we put on our body in the morning, what kind of shampoo we use, for heaven's sakes, there are all kinds of choices we make every day that are either negative or positive towards wellness. And beyond, it's so far beyond your genes. It's not predetermined. It's something that you can do yourself. So in chiropractic, we obviously look a lot at the physical first, trying to make sure that your body is physically capable, as capable as possible. And then when our body is able to incorporate the other tools like proper nutrition, better sleep, water, positive thinking, meditation, yoga, whatever modalities fit that particular person, and and you know in your heart when something is a good fit for you, um, then to try to work towards integrating all those three legs of the stool. Got it. Now, you run the Center for Epigenetic Expression, right? That's correct. What exactly is epigenetics? Epigenetics means, epi means beyond or above, and genetics means the genes. So it means above the genes. When our genes, each of our cells has a series of genetic code that we're given at birth. So our genetic code is there. We used to think that what you got is what you got. You know, you got the gene that said you had brown hair, so you got brown hair. And you have the gene for blue eyes, and you got blue eyes. And everything in genes would be the same. Well, now we know that that's not true. There are so many codes in that genetic DNA that we actually have an incredible amount of power about how our body interprets those codes. So, for example, there was a quite substantial study on prostate cancer. So they took men um, who had these genetic codes that could lead to prostate cancer and had them do certain lifestyle things. They didn't Mm -hmm. exercise. They didn't eat well. They did all these things. And then they remeasured them and found that they had turned on or activated those genes that would lead towards prostate cancer. Then they took the same men and they had them change their lifestyle for the positive. You know, look after themselves better, get better sleep, deal with their stress, exercise, eat differently. And they were able to turn the genes back on or back off again, sorry. So knowing that, they could then apply that to things like breast cancer genes or um, heart disease genes or arthritis genes. Uh, Those are all in all of us. But whether we choose to turn them on or not is the result of the actions that we take in our life. Now, this is really interesting because you said that each cell has a genetic code and all these years we've been assuming that everything about us is determined by this code. But that's not quite true because of the term epi, which is beyond. So it's not just about the code, but about how our body interprets those codes. And like the wonderful example you shared, you can turn on and off these codes based on your lifestyle. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. So could you talk to us about some of the factors that influence these epigenetic modifications? Well, that brings us kind of back to that three-stool model. So there are physical factors, first of all. Okay. So how you how you use your body. They say that in, in this particular era right now, sitting is the new smoking. Mm. Sitting is the single biggest lifestyle factor physically that is damaging our body. We sit too long. We sit at our work. We sit when we come home. We sit on the computer. We sit in our car. It's just an epidemic of sitting. And no matter how wonderful your ergonomics are and how beautiful you try to maintain your posture, that much sitting, that much sedentary lifestyle is is a negative. So that is something that would, would turn on 
some of those more negative genetic traits. So physically, we look at things like that. Your weight, um, your exercise habits, your sitting, your posture, all of those things. We know that someone, for example, with kind of a slouchy posture where their head moves forward, that's associated with an average of five years less life expectancy. Wow. So it's it, there's significant linkages physically around that. And then if we look at that second leg of the stool, this one's usually a pretty easy one for people to put their heads around. This is what we call the chemical aspect. So chemistry in things like nutrition. So obviously, how much water we drink, what kind of food we eat, whether or not it has pesticides and GMO crops, whether or not it is properly prepared so that the nutrient value is is still strong and high in it. So those kind of chemical choices are one side of it. There's also the chemistry of the environment around us. So the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, and then the things that we have in our home. What do we use to clean? What do we put on our body? If you take someone in this day and age, let's say, for example, this morning, you get up, you have a shower. So there's shampoo, conditioner, soap. Maybe you come out of the shower and you brush your teeth. So there's toothpaste, there's deodorant, there's body creams. There's, you know, at least seven or eight products that you put on your body. If those are laden with chemicals that are negative, especially many of those personal care products which have hormone-damaging characteristics or cell-damaging characteristics which lead to cancer, uh, we're just constantly breaking down those genetic codes. If we choose something that's more benign, safer, more natural in those product lines, we can diminish that chemical load quite a bit, especially something like deodorant. We know that there's a linkage between certain chemicals in certain deodorants and the changes in hormones that determine whether you have boy or girl babies. They call it the disappearing boy factor, Um, but it has significant impact on sperm development in young men and therefore fewer male babies are born. Um, So those little things that seem small at the surface are massive when we take those over the world and over our society. So that's the chemical piece of it. And then the third piece is the the piece I alluded to earlier, that, that emotional, spiritual, psychological piece. Our ability to manage stress and the the size of our stress bucket. You know, I, I like to use that term with, with patients when we talk about it is everyone has stress and not all stress is bad. The challenge is when our bucket is too small and our amount of stress trying to put in it is too big. So we have two choices. We can try to diminish how much stress we put in, or we can try to make our bucket bigger, or we can do both, which is really the best thing is, you know, because there's only so much we can sometimes manage in terms of all of the stresses of day-to-day life, children or parents or spouses or work. But if we can make our bucket bigger with practices like chiropractic or massage or meditation or yoga, by having time set aside where we can, you know, self-heal and and really focus on something that's of value and and positive in our own in our own life and we all have our own differences some people like a walk bath you know whatever it is that makes your soul just sing for a few minutes even if it's 5 minutes a day those types of fuel for our emotional and spiritual well-being are key to keeping those positive genetic traits 
Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing. You spoke about three main buckets like you did earlier, the physical, the more chemistry related and as, as well as the mental aspects. And uh, I think that's really fascinating. First of all, you spoke about our sedentary lifestyle, uh, the fact that uh, many people work in cubicles. So that leads to sitting at your workspace or day and that's really damaging. Uh, what do you think about standing tables? I like standing tables. Now, standing all day isn't great either. I love the idea of these um, more flexible workspaces where with a, a couple of clips or the push of a button, you can go up or down. Okay. And I like the concept of some of these chair alternatives where they have wiggle chairs or ball chairs or, you know, and just opportunities to move. Maybe don't have your printer right beside your left hand. Maybe have to get up and walk to the other side of the office to pick up your printing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So you spoke about the physical, you spoke about the chemistry aspect, the nutrition, the water intake that we have, uh, what food we eat, as well as what is in our food, like GMO or pesticides, and how the food is prepared as well, whether you're cooking your food so much that all the nutrition is really disappearing. And then you spoke about the stress aspects, how we can do certain exercises or change our lifestyles in certain ways, so that our stress is minimized. So what are all of these insights that you just shared? They're amazing and they're really fascinating, but it can have a very scary effect on people, right? Especially those who can relate with all or most of these factors that you've just shared and all of it coming at once might be a bit overwhelming. Yeah, that is absolutely true. In fact, it's overwhelming and I've been dealing with it for over 20 years. So, you know, it's absolutely overwhelming to start from scratch. The important thing I think though for people Um, just like you mentioned when you introduced the podcast, is to become inspired to change one thing. Mm -hmm. And that one thing is all it takes to get started. You do not have to start everything at once. In fact, it's unlikely that you ever could, let alone should. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what I find inspiring about the concept of epigenetics is that although what I did yesterday matters – It's what I'm doing today that matters even more. Because if I turn those genes on by the maybe negative things that I did in the past, I can choose a different future by taking a different action today. It's never too late. It's always possible. So just those few minutes where sometimes when people hear, oh my goodness, I think I did all this stuff wrong. I shouldn't have been doing this all those years and the beating up and the blaming and the, you know, I'm, I'm hopeless and, and my future is hopeless because this happened. That is not any longer true. We can choose a different path and we can choose it today. So one thing, if it took one thing, that you could change today and perhaps one thing you can change next week and maybe one thing that you could change the week after. When people are trying to change, for example, after we have discussions, they're trying to change the chemistry of their body. We start with one thing. Give up one bad food. Start with sugar or start with gluten or start with eating Mm -hmm. organic. You know, just pick one. And then the next one, you start to feel better, the next one will be that much easier. Or when we're talking about body products, pick one, change your deodorant. And when you're happy with that, change your toothpaste, change your shampoo. You don't have to throw out everything. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Just pick one mm-hmm. and just start with one thing today. And, uh, and, and, you know, if you can't do exercise for an hour a day, like a lot of, you know, programs recommend, start with five minutes. 
Just walk to the end of the road and back. Walk to the end of your drive and back. Walk down the stairs at work instead of taking the elevator. Just just add five minutes somewhere in your day. It doesn't mean you have to carve out an hour. The, the only challenge is, is when you know that you need to do something different and you don't take any sort of action in that direction, that angst is very damaging. So there you go, Action Tribe. Change is hard. Change is challenging, right? But the good thing is that you have the compound effect on your side. So if you take one change and do that every single day over a period of 365 days, you will be surprised at the amount of change that you can influence in your life. And not only that, people around you will also notice it and point it out to you and tell you that your life has changed. And you'll realize that you didn't make a massive change. You just made one tweak, one iteration or one change every day. And also I would recommend maintain a journal so that you note it down and you're able to record how you're feeling as a result of that change that you've made in your life. So Dr. Wanda, you spoke about lifestyles and how that affects our epigenetics, right? Mm -hmm. One factor that has dramatically changed since the dawn of mankind about 7 million years ago is our lifestyle from hunter-gatherers to farmers to city dwellers. So how much change has there been in our genes since then? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. And, and genes are so different even amongst different people. True. So I don't know that we could put a really solid number behind that. Um, I think the biggest measure that we can see is in the effect of the changes on those genes. You know, we know that for the first time, the generation coming after us will live a shorter lifespan than we will. Mm. And that is never happened in millennia. Uh, it's always been a progressive where we've, you know, made improvements on a number of lifestyle factors, whether it's cleanliness or access to food or access to clean water or those sorts of things where each successive generation has had a longer life expectancy. And we have now hit the point where the generation behind us has a shorter life expectancy than the one right now. Mm -hmm. And that perhaps the indication that our genes aren't heading in the right direction. Right, right, right. So speaking about the same topic, the topic of lifespan, you've been associated with the Longevity and Anti-Aging Project, right? Yes, I have. What's that about? Um, in the spring of this year, my partners, Dr. Michael Akinfora and Dr. Nola DeCoyer and I um, interviewed a number of experts in longevity and anti-aging, mm -hmm. but in the chemical, the physical, and again, the emotional fields, um, looking at that whole aspect of living and aging better. We know we are all going to come to the end of our life. That is the that is normal. That is not something that we are fighting against. When people think anti-aging, they think, you know, you're trying to stay young. When we think anti-aging, we think we're trying to age well. We're trying to stay vibrant and energetic and healthy. And we're going to create a life where we can do what we want to do and be who we want to be and and feel what we want to feel in a positive way right until the end of this lifespan. So we, our take on longevity is, is not necessarily just living longer, but living better longer. Uh, so we, we talked to a lot of people about different dietary things that they could do. Like we talked about today, some of those chemical things. We talked a lot about physical things that mm -hmm. people can do um, to protect their wellness so that they age 
with that vibrancy. And of course, talked a lot about that mental thing. So many people um, have a negative feeling around aging. They, one of the questions we often ask people, for example, is, you know, who wants to live to be 100? And in a group of 20 people, let's say, we might have one or two who say they would like to be 100. And probably the other 18, the other 80% or or 75 to 90% would say, no, they do not want to live to be 100. And then, of course, the answer the question is, what if you don't have a choice? Because in this day and age, you can be kept alive quite long. It does not mean you're living, but, but you can be kept alive to 100. In fact, in, in some populations, that's the fastest growing population because that particular generation has lived a much longer lifespan than, than was expected. So if the chances are that you, in, in the generation that we're in right now, will live to be 90 or 100 or certainly longer than you thought you were going to live, the question is only how do you want to be when you get there? It's not whether you want to or not because it's quite likely that you could get there. So the onus is on us to get there in style and get there with that vibrancy and that love of life and that positive expectation that aging isn't a bad thing, it's not a negative thing, it's not a sick thing, but it's another stage of life where we can contribute to the generations behind us, we can leave that wisdom, we can leave a bigger mark on the world, and and we can do that with vibrancy and energy right up until our final days. Got it. So according to research and studies, do you have any insights around the longest duration that a human being can live as on today? Well, you know what? I've looked at that a few times, and there's some controversy around that. Um, The longest number that I have seen documented in print is 153. The human body is designed to be living about that long. So anything less than around 150 is because we have damaged it along the way. Now, that could be on the far spectrum. But it's it's certainly, I think, within reasonable expectation to think 120. Got it. Got it. So I can imagine many of our listeners right now thinking about how long they want to live, thinking about those rocking chair moments, or if they're healthy enough, no rocking chair at all. Mm -hmm. Talking specifically about lifespan, what are some factors that have influenced aging? Well, I think we've covered the majority of those. The same things that influence our wellness now are what influences our wellness through life. And probably with an added emphasis on that belief system that, you know, believing that aging is a positive thing. If you believe that aging is a negative thing, if you dread the idea of being 100, if you dread the idea of of aging at all, chances are your body will take care of that for you or the universe will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all about the thought, right? What you focus on determines the outcome. Yes. So what you think believe, positive. Yeah. The story you're telling yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that anti-aging and longevity is a huge topic and you've spent so much of time interviewing people and conducting research, but what are some steps that a person can take today itself in order to increase their longevity? Well, I think the most important thing that you could do is sit down and and make a visual plan for that. Visualize yourself at 100 or 90 or 80 or 70 and, and visualize that vibrancy believe that that's going to be possible and positive and energetic. Um, Start there. And then that inspiration of 
knowing where you want to be and seeing yourself engaged with your children and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren for all of those years and seeing the contribution that you could make in, in the world by, by living longer and being more vibrant for those years, that will provide the fuel for making a better decision today about those other pieces, the doing pieces, the getting out and taking a walk instead of sitting on the sofa, the choosing the organic food over the fast food and maybe choosing the glass of water over perhaps the glass of milk. You know, those kinds of things where the today's comfort is not quite as big a draw as tomorrow's vision. So Action Tribe, if you reach age 100 or 110, just remember that you heard it here first <laughs> on episode 174. And to get the show notes before you reach 100, the show notes for today can be accessed at our website. That's www.my7chakras.com forward slash 174. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 174. But that's in digits. Unless a man undertakes more than he possibly can do, he will never do all he can. This is an amazing quote by Henry Drummond, action taker. 95% of the time, we aren't even aware of what we're really capable of. Sometimes we get a glimpse, especially during a situation or during an adventure or maybe in the gym. But you have so much more within you that is yet to be discovered. So much mental power, so much physical power, so much more spiritual power waiting to be released and tap into. And so much power remains dormant until as Mr. Drummond once said, until you undertake more than you can possibly do. And every time you do that, you will find your comfort zone expanding and you become more confident, more capable, and of course, more happy. But the real question is, are you ready to take on more than you can undertake? So Dr. Wanda, take us back to a time when you experienced a major challenge. Tell us your plan of action for how you overcame that challenge as well. Well, that is an interesting question. Day to day, I think living in this world of healthcare, it, there's a continual challenge. One of the things that I would say is an ongoing and, and probably biggest frustration as a, as a healer, as a practitioner, like a chiropractor, is this quick fix mentality of our society. This distorted view of health that if I don't have pain, I'm healthy, or if I take a pill and the pain goes away... I'm better. Uh, there are so many people who think pain is normal, who think that not feeling their best is just normal aging or, or part of life, or it's okay to have this sore knee because I'm 50. Well, your other knee is 50 too. You know, your elbows are 50. They don't all hurt the same way. It's not normal and it's not aging. So helping people really understand the idea that symptoms are your body trying to talk to you. It's trying to tell you something important. Uh, putting a Band-Aid on, putting your head in the sand, or as we, we say to people, putting the light over the need gas sign when it comes on in your car doesn't make the need for gas go away. It just means you're going to run out of gas somewhere along the way. So making sure that we listen to our bodies. And as, as a healer, as a practitioner of chiropractic, as a, a podcast like yourself with Beyond Your Wildest Genes or in educating people, it's always difficult not to become frustrated or disillusioned or discouraged that people aren't getting the message. 
um, after 23 years of doing this, I'm inspired by all the people who have made changes and their lives have been immeasurably different because of the things that they've been able to, to do and learn and be. But there's always those in the background that you think, I could have done more or perhaps if I'd said it differently or talked to more people or been louder or had a, another platform that we could have made just a little bit bigger difference in the world. And so I think for me, the, the challenge to deal with that challenge is is to know that, like your quote said, is that, that every day I've done as much and perhaps a little bit more than than everything I could. And knowing that that's as far as I can go and that Everyone has their own free will and they have their own opportunities and they have their own challenges and they're going to make the decisions that are the ones that they are making in that moment and I can't take that away from them. But if I can go to bed at the end of the day knowing that I've left it all on the table and created actively and and done just a little bit more than I thought was possible, then that helps me sleep at night and wake up ready to do it again the next day. So looking back now and just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today? In one sentence, I would say you are in control. You are the master of your own destiny. You're the master of your well-being. You're the master of your future. You're the master of your now. Just you. No one's coming to save you. Well, thanks once again for sharing that story with us. You shared that an ongoing challenge that you face every single day is to deal with the quick fix mentality that you see in people, in society overall, and the pill-popping approach that people have, and the assumption in their minds that pain is just a part of aging. And you want to break that myth effectively, right? You want to help people change their relationship with pain so that they see it as a sign, as a nudge of something larger that might be there in their life, maybe an underlying belief or an assumption, something like that. And while you are working and striving so hard to make that change, sometimes it's easy to get frustrated, you know, because there's so much work to do, right? <laughs> but what I really found inspiring is that you do your little bit every day, and then you also go beyond your comfort zone every single day, as you told us at the very beginning of the compound effect. And also the fact that you go to bed knowing that you did all you can, and that tomorrow you'll do even more keeps you going. I think that's really inspiring and something that most of our listeners, if not all, will be able to implement into their lives as well. When you look at a mountain, climbing it is hard, but if you take one step each and every day, before you know it, you're at the peak. So thanks a lot for sharing. Thank you. Now, Action Tribe, out of all the things that keep us from finding a life's calling is the fear of making a mistake. The fear of looking bad in front of our loved ones and the fear of not trying and not succeeding. If you ever felt that way, don't worry, because you're not the only one. I feel that way so many times as well. But the solution is awakening to the fact that every successful person out there who you've read about or seen has reached there due to numerous failures, mistakes and challenges, because that is just how life works. Whenever you find yourself in such a dilemma, ask yourself what would your 70-year-old self advise you, or in this case, your 120-year-old self. Because if you're really true to yourself, you will get the answer from your higher self in your intuition. And as Mark Twain once said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor 
catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. And that doesn't mean that you take a flight and go around the world because it's not feasible in many of our cases. But adventure does not have to be associated with distance. You can take an adventure in your mind, in your body, in your spirit and make a difference in the community around you. And that is a difference between somebody who is meditating in the hills and somebody who is a bodhisattva in Buddhism who makes a change in people's lives in the place where he or she lives. So, Dr. Wanda, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is to educate. It's really to share and inspire and teach people to awaken their own power and the amazing innate power of their body to heal. It's truly an opportunity that everyone has a potential to exploit at such a higher level. So my calling as a chiropractor is obviously to do that one-on-one with people, but the opportunity through Beyond Your Wildest Genes, through the Longevity and Anti-Aging Project and the Center for Epigenetic Expression, we've reached out to over 97 countries, hundreds of thousands of people over the world, uh, and having the opportunity to, to really make a difference, even if it's just planting the first seed and knowing that that first seed is just another wonderful step along that listener or that patient or that client's journey. That's really my calling. It's just to keep moving that needle a little bit all the time. I I loved your quote because in my high school yearbook 30 years ago, my quote was, a ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Mm. I think that's that's really, really amazing as well. I've heard that. Uh, Thanks a lot for, uh, for sharing that. Now, as you look back at your life, maybe your practice, the books that you've read, the people that you've met, is there a defining moment that changed your life? There are several. There are all those pivotal moments that that we share, I think, in in meeting our life partner or the birth of our children. You know, those are those are clearly life moments that are are change you forever. Meeting my two partners, Dr. Michael and Dr. Noah, five years ago was pivotal in in where I've ended up today. I could never have seen that coming 10 years ago. It's so congruent with where my vision and my purpose and my passion is, but just the details of it, the universe filled that in beautifully as I was going along my my way doing what I was meant to do. In terms of specific events, probably of all of the personal development, and I've done a lot of different courses and seminars and retreats and things, probably the single most pivotal Thing that I have done would be the breakthrough experience with Dr. John Demartini. He puts on a live event. He does it all over the world several times a year. When you learn to see the universe in those in that balanced perspective, where everything is positive and negative, and everything is moving you towards your own purpose and the vision you hold for yourself, it really changes your perspective on life and and in every moment. Thanks a lot for sharing. Action Drive, you know what time it is. It is a time for the wisdom round. The round where our listeners get to take notes and take action. So, Dr. Wanda, what is that one best advice that someone's ever given you? No one is coming. It's If it's meant to be, it's up to me. So, you know, it, it really is inspiring to me to know that I can do it. Um, I have to do it. I must do it. I want to do it. I love to do it. And to go there with my whole energy and focus behind it, that is that is my f- best advice. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Got it. So name a personal habit 
that keeps you going? I have uh, a few of those. I would say right now I'm in a very big yoga trend. So that's a personal habit that contributes to my well-being. I end the day as well with quiet time. Uh, I'm the, the night hawk of the family. So when everybody goes to bed and I have my few moments of, of silence, uh, that is that is my best time of day to end the day in a in a great place and ready myself to start the next day in, a, in an even better place. So Action Tribe wants to know, what is your morning routine like? Well, I'm not a morning person. So my morning is uh, getting up and getting my kids out to school. I, I try to get up 15 or 20 minutes earlier than they, than the children so that I can have a few minutes of peace to ease into my day. Um, I have inspirational newsletters that I subscribe to from Dr. John Demartini that I mentioned, from Abraham Hicks, from uh, Mike Dooley that I like to start my day reading. So I'll check those in my email and I'll read those inspirational newsletters. And then after the kids are gone, check my calendar, have my coffee and prioritize my day. Uh, I use the RPM system for calendaring from Tony Robbins. So when you calendar things, they are linked to your values and they're connected to your passions. So they inspire the feelings of inspiration and momentum rather than the I have to do this or I have to do that. Um, so that's how I usually start my day. That's a rapid planning method, right? Yes, rapid planning method. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. So Action Drive, in case you haven't heard about this, make sure you check out Tony Robbins stuff because you know I've listened to him for so many years and his teachings and his uh, words have really changed my life. So make sure you go to Google and search for Tony Robbins in case you haven't heard about uh, his this prodigy yet. So uh, name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? That was, that's a really difficult question. If you could see <laughs> behind me, you would see my bookshelf and it's, it's overflowing. There's one upstairs that's overflowing. There's one in my office that's overflowing. Right now, my most recent favorites are Start With Why by Simon Sinek and probably The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vision Lakiani. Um, but I don't know if I could pick one. <laughs> I think I could pick one book. <laughs> Just well, There's no way I could choose. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll have both these links up in the show notes. In Action Tribe, to access today's show notes, go to our website forward slash 174. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 174. So thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Wanda, for coming on our show, for sharing those amazing insights about something that we haven't spoken much about in our show yet, about epigenetics and the fact that you can actually go beyond your wildest genes. You're not restricted to the codes that are in your genes, but there are so many external factors that influence your genetics that you can also take care of and you know find your true calling in your life's purpose. So before going, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you and learn more about you. Well, I'm grateful today for this opportunity. It's been a, a great deal of fun to participate in this on the other side of the chair i am normally the interviewer when we do <laughs> beyond your wildest genes podcast so yeah. it's it's a great experience in empathy for me to be the one sitting on this side of the chair as well <laughs> um, so that was a wonderful opportunity as as always i'm grateful for my family their support in in the time and the energy that it takes for me to live my passion and and support me in that is is truly phenomenal if they want, if people want to find out more, um, www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com is our primary website. We have 
have a weekly podcast through iTunes. It's free. And we also have a weekly health newsletter that comes out from our website that you can sign up for free. It includes in, in every newsletter a physical, a chemical, and a emotional wellness tip or tool or expert or resource that people can refer to. to f- we all have different ones that are going to click with us. And so by having that kind of variety, we can deliver to people the one that's going to find their their next right step. Awesome. So once again, thank you for coming on our show, talking to us about the power in our genes and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much for having me. I love the idea of inspiring people to their passion and and hopefully this will also give them an, a concept of how, you know, they need to prepare their body and mind for being able to give that purpose and passion to the world. So thank you for having me. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.